First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. They called us deplorables. They shut down our country. They say our thoughts are disinformation. is our response the rob carson show and in response to your next question uh butterfingers actually i i really like butterfingers yeah everybody's doing that clickbait you know to try and get uh stuff on twitter you know i i'm just putting up stuff like uh, i think trump won and they're getting flagged by the way <laughs> I got flagged together this weekend. I don't know. I just was messing around. I just I, it was being it was it was tomfoolery, but in my case it was Rob foolery. And I was just testing that you know poking just poking Twitter just poking your Twitter you know and all that. And uh, and sure enough, got flagged for uh, election disinformation. And they said something like you know uh, uh, rumors of widespread fraud were falsified. Of course, they never allowed anybody to talk about it. So there was that. There was that. And then, uh, oh, today's Halloween. Today's Halloween. There you go. Uh, it could may say something like, uh, there's nothing scarier than uh, November the 8th for Democrats. But, you know, that's, I'll leave that up to a newspaper to use that as a headline. But I won't. But I am glad that I'll be rid of that cursed bowl of candy that I have. Because I, uh, I have never eaten so much dang candy in my life. And I'm going to tell you right now, uh, when you make some lifestyle choices, like, for instance, uh, I don't drink at all stopped a while back year more than a year ago and just you know with the lifestyle choice want to be healthier and all that and uh, and so i don't i don't and i don't even drink cigar i don't even smoke cigars anymore because I, I get too uh, uh intoxicated by the nicotine it's just when i i can't even smoke a cigar but i'm going to tell you when you do those lifestyle changes suddenly candy is so good and uh, and i tell you what you better keep those caramel m&ms from me because uh whew, and i literally put it i put the big bowl out of the office because i was hiding it in my office to keep the kids and the wife from eating it and this year i was the problem this year i had to go back and buy candy to replenish the candy that i ate so curse you halloween candy Hopefully there will be some kids that come by. We'll see. We'll see. But happy Halloween, everybody. There's some weird stuff happened this weekend. Just some weird stuff. Like, for instance, uh, did you realize that a highly secure building was invaded relatively effortlessly, surrounded by security, loaded with security cameras, and yet 
somehow the the building was able to be breached and uh, apparently the police didn't even know until a phone call with inside the building and all of the video cameras were out of commission and video is unavailable uh, also all speculation is being banned or shut down unless it's parroted by the mainstream media I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, what, January 6th? Why are you talking about January 6th? No, I'm talking about the invasion of Nancy Pelosi's house. And her husband, uh, Paul, was attacked this weekend by a, a guy who was, uh, he had a hammer and he was wearing underwear. Or maybe both of them were wearing underwear. And maybe uh, maybe uh, both of them had hammers. We don't even know. We're not even sure. It should be fairly cut and dried. You just show the video and there you go. There's somebody broke into Paul Pelosi's house and, you know, he was a nutbag. But no, they're trying to say that it's uh, the January 6th protesters and MAGA Republicans. They're really just a, just a hippie, dippy, dopey leftist who lived in a van down by the river and had black Black Lives Matter flags on his uh, on his van down by the river. So it's kind of weird. It's just kind of weird. And, uh, uh, you know, the same thing happened with Paul Pelosi's DUI. There's no video. We finally did see some video, but it took weeks to get some video. And uh, I'm not even sure we have the full picture there. But uh, isn't it kind of weird? The similarities between uh, two break-ins that were relatively effortless and no video of either one. And then the mainstream media is trying to steer you away from a narrative toward a narrative that they've created, which is those mega Republicans. It's kind of funny, right? It's kind of funny how that happens. In other words, you don't know what the hell to believe, do you? You, you really don't know what to believe. And then, you, you know, you think about uh, the, the possibility that maybe uh, 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 Republicans might have done it, you know, and all that. But uh, this really means war. Yeah, all the violence comes from the left. That is where we are. We are at war with these people. These folks are evil. There is an ultra right MAGA um, contention in this country that wants to overthrow the U.S. government. It is a danger to our democracy, it is a danger to our way of life. The MAGA movement is a threat. The extremists that we're dealing with every single day, we've got to kill and confront that movement. Now, you know, it's weird because, you know, if a Republican said anything like any of that, and they never do, by the way, they would be so in trouble. There'd be police at their house. I mean, listen. We got the FBI going after uh, pro-life protesters who merely sit near the entrance to a, an abortion clinic. And they're getting raided by armed agents. Armed agents. Little old grannies, 80 years old, being raided by armed agents. And people who protest against CRT being taught in schools and transgenderism being taught in schools and all that. It's weird, right? It's just kind of strange. You can say some things in this country and, and some things are verboten. Yeah. Joe Biden blamed Republicans on Friday for the attack on House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's husband. Again, uh, 2 o'clock in the morning, police respond. This happened during a DUI a couple months ago. 2 o'clock in the morning. What are 82-year-old people doing up at 2 o'clock in the morning, driving home drunk? Is he up peeing? Because, you know, I understand you got to pee a little more at night when you're uh, 82 years old. i got a few years uh, to go before I'm there. But then, you know, you find a guy in the house with his underwear on attacking with a hammer, and uh, apparently there's glass outside the door where there was a break-in. Generally, the glass goes to the inside. Maybe I'm wrong. I think that happened with uh, January the 6th. There were people who went up to the most secure building in the in the world with a little rock hammer, like uh, the one that uh, Red had, or no, Andy Dufresne had in uh, Shawshank Redemption. Just go up to that window. Tick, 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 tick. Glass falls on the inside. Literally, reach in, unlock it, go in. 
I guess that's what happened at Nancy Pelosi's house. You'd think of a person who's third in line with the presidency, maybe the local police would know she lives there. Uh, maybe they'd do a little drive-bys. Maybe she would have copious security alarm systems or whatnot. You know, uh, you'd be able to break right in there. Uh, not break right in there. You, the alarm would go off, and then uh, and then there'd be video and everything. But it's kind of weird. Man, she, she needs Simply Safe or something. I mean, she needs something. But here's Joe Biden immediately uh, speaking this weekend when he was intelligible, I guess, saying it was all about uh, Republicans, I guess, and January 6th deniers, which is an evil Knievel leap of logic to uh, to blame uh, January 6th uh, protesters and election deniers, people who questioned the 2020 election for a crazy guy breaking into the Pelosi's house wearing underwear, carrying a hammer, and uh, there's rumor that they had a hammer, they were fighting over a hammer. But, yeah, I mean, I guess you can blame that on people who doubt the 2020 election, I guess. It's one thing to condemn the violence, but you can't condemn the violence unless you condemn those people who continue to argue the election was not real, that it's being stolen, that all the all the malarkey that's being put out there to undermine democracy. Well, it's it's really weird. You're so focused on it, like you're almost trying to cover something up there. Because everybody who denies the 2020 election, and I do, I do, I do, me, I do, I do. Because there's so much, I don't know, evidence that there was. And then the giant cover-up and everything on social media and the mainstream media and the collaboration between uh, uh, the government, you know, and uh, Twitter and Facebook and all that. I mean, I know it's kind of a stretch to actually think maybe the election was stolen. But uh, I can't think that way, you see, because that's not right thinking. Here's a little bit more from Joe Biden. He made up something completely. Nobody, There's no reports of this at all, that this crazy guy who lived in a van down by the river who was a leftist, I mean, everything about him screamed leftist. He even officiated a nude wedding. <laughs> I know, this is crazy, right? Uh, he even officiated a, a nude wedding in front of the courthouse in San Francisco. Okay, let me just tell you right now, uh, real quick. If someone is a rabid Trump supporter living in a van in Berkeley and he's radically a Trump supporter and uh, loves Trump and is a Republican, uh, chances are that van would be there about two seconds before somebody lit it on fire. All right. So uh, I'm going to cry BS on that one. Here's a little bit more from uh, Joe Biden making up something about this crazy dude who was a leftist Democrat voter, most probably uh, yelling, uh, where's Nancy? Because I guess even though it's never been caught on video, some people on January the 6th said, where's Nancy? And uh, you've seen the news. He was attacked in their home. And uh, when I spoke to the speaker, she said that. Uh, He's doing okay. He went to the hospital, was operated on, and uh, he seems to be coming along well. And, and we're, we're glad for that. Uh, he's in good spirits. The whole family's there. Let's close all the fees up front. The, uh, the news reports indicate it was intended to be an attack on, Na on the house Nancy Pelosi lives in. The third ranking. He sounds a little sleepy, doesn't he? Sounds just a little... Sleepy. Person in the United States in line to be president. Yeah. You know, uh, it's reports that the same chant was used by this guy they have in custody that was used on January 6th. 
Wow, that is, I mean, that's like Evil Knievel, Snake River Canyon, failed jump kind of leak, leap of logic. The attacks on the U.S. Capitol. I'm not making this up. This is reported. Whenever he says, I'm not joking, I'm not making this up, it means he's joking and he's making things up. Can't guarantee it. I can tell you what's being reported. I don't remember my middle name, but uh, you can depend on me for this one. The chant was, where's Nancy? Where's Nancy? Where's Nancy? There's no place in America. There's too much violence, political violence. Yeah. Too much hatred. Too much. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, those darn MAGA Republicans uh, inciting violence. Like, here are some of them on uh, Trump's inauguration day attempting to burn down Washington, D.C. <laughs> This is literally in January of 2017, and oh, by the way, these are uh, Biden supporters and Democrats who literally tried to burn down part of Washington, D.C. because Donald Trump was being inaugurated. You heard both? Police had to push back the protesters so firefighters could get to the flames. Those darn mega protesters. Now they're all protesting Donald Trump's win. Right after the election in 26, uh, 2017. Well, after he was inaugurated in 2017. There you are, breaking out some windows. They did that a lot in 2020. Summer. Yeah. Yeah, and also another weird thing is a lot of Trump supporters who went there for the inauguration, they got attacked physically, and uh, police had to walk them away from the White House that night. And that included Rand Paul and my friend Dan Bongino, among others. But don't worry, those uh, those January 6th protesters, uh, they were chanting Nancy, Nancy, and they've always been really violent. No, actually, they never have. And i got to tell you, of all the reaches, of all the October surprises before November the 8th, I mean, this is like uh, beyond stupid at this point. But I'd love to hear your thoughts. And I've got more audio, and I've got some more details on this, and, and your thoughts. And also, Elon Musk retweeted an article which has completely disappeared from the news coverage, uh, 800-922-6680. I don't like to speculate. I don't, I don't like to speculate, but I am going to present some, uh, some things we know and some audio that we have. And you can decide, and you can call me. Let's take a break. This is a Halloween edition of the Rob Carson Show. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. He's the best thing to come out of Iowa since Superman and Captain Kirk. It's the Rob Carson Show. You know, one of the things we're going to do today is we're going to share some uh, best of Halloween stuff for you to get you in the mood to go trick or treating. And, uh, and uh, you know, um, a new costume is out. It involves a pair of underwear and a hammer, but I'm not going to go there. This is Jim Gossett, by the way. Happy Halloween, everybody. I'm 
needed a favor, I cannot lie. They said, call Joe Biden, he's the big guy. What would it take to plant the seed? Hunter said, Boris, here's what you'll need. You'll need some cash. You'll need some monster cash. Some monster cash. A big one you should try. You need some cash. You'll get results in a dash. You need some cash. You need some monster cash. The Biden White House is corrupt, you know. Led by the big guy, Creepy Joe. Their bribery scheme is really smart. 500 grand for Hunter's art. You need some cash. You need some monster cash. Some monster cash. Help Hunter build his stash. You need some cash. He's got a stash. To really make a splash. Give them some cash. Give them some monster cash. Mister, mister, you left out the most important part. The most important part, Igor? Yes, the Bidens prefer small denominations and unmarked bills. (laughs) There you go. It's uh, Monster Cash, by the way. If you would like to uh, hear any of these great Halloween parodies, they're on the podcast. Uh, just go to uh, NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast. If you want to go to Apple Podcasts, see the podcast there, The Rob Carson Show. Leave a five-star review. That would be huge. Jim Gossett, by the way, put that together. Jim Gossett kicks butt. Two S's and two T's. JimGossettComedy.com. Joe Biden says that uh, a guy who broke into uh, Nancy Pelosi and Paul Pelosi's house wearing underwear, having a hammer, uh, leftist who lived in a van down by the river, was uh, chanting something that they may or may not have said January the 6th. It's reports that the same chant was used by this guy they have in custody that was used on January 6th in the attacks on the U.S. Capitol. I'm not making this up. This is reported. I can't guarantee it. I can tell you what's being reported. (laughs) I can't guarantee it, but I can go ahead and tell you it's being reported. (laughs) The chant was, where's Nancy? Where's Nancy? Where's Nancy? Where's Nancy? Where's Nancy? Where's Nancy? There's no place in America... There's too much violence. Yeah, there's too much violence. Yeah, too much violence. Uh, oh, yeah, here are the Democrats the last couple of years with all of their violence. You get out and you create a crowd. Get up in the face of some Congress people. We kick. The domestic enemies are right at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue with their allies in the Congress. You know, I mean, it's clearly a distraction. We're adults enough here to realize that this is all a distraction. It's all nonsense. Do we know exactly what happened to the Pelosi's house? No, we don't know. Will we ever know? Who the heck knows? To be quite honest, because, you know, this Biden uh, White House is in bed with uh, mainstream media and big social media. You never know what's being told that's true, One that what's being uh, said that is a lie, because you know what? You're being... Uh, uh, Lied to left and right. Here is what uh, NBC uh, NBC is saying about the uh, attack of uh, Paul Pelosi in the uh, Pelosi's house, which is supposed to be incredibly secure. He was able to get inside the house and somehow uh, to break into the house. They uh, went through a door and, and the glass came on the outside. And, and uh, Paul Pelosi and he were there and he told the guy he needed to go to the bathroom. So he went to the bathroom where his phone was being charged, I guess, and made a phone call to the police. It was kind of odd. We'll get to that call in a second. Individual. David DePepe, as you alluded to, 42, no known address, uh, no uh, recent employment that we're aware of, uh, was able to get into the Pelosi bedroom where Paul Pelosi was. All that, according to District Attorney Brooke Jenkins, in an interview with NBC News yesterday, she said that this individual has been interviewed by police, so it indicates that he is at least talking to them, which might help out figuring 
not only why he was there, what his specific motive was, but perhaps just as importantly, what he intended to do when he was there. Certainly anybody that brought a hammer and attempted to kill Paul Pelosi uh, is somebody that probably had some pretty violent intents if the speaker was there. But we're hopeful to get some more information about that. Uh, as you said, expected to be charged on state charges tomorrow. She also indicated that it's... Well, I think that the Pelosi would want to share the video inside the House, outside the House, and they really want to get to the bottom of things. Possible. The federal authorities could move forward with charges yes. uh, in a parallel investigation or a parallel case uh, as well sometime in the future. So this David Dupop is the uh, the man accused of attacking Pelosi with a hammer, lived inside of a school bus parked outside of his former lover's home in the weeks leading up to the attack. According to his neighbors, uh, Margarita and Julio uh, Gonzalez, he used to live inside uh, the house with uh, this woman named Gypsy Taub, who they have three children through, and he's a pedophile, I guess. According to DePap's uh, neighbor, Ryan Lacoste, there was a huge fight at the Taub DePop compound one day after Taub's wedding because Taub got married to another guy, and this gets weird. Uh, DePap was there uh, uh, to... to, uh, I guess, officiate the wedding, and uh, uh, Tob and her husband were naked getting married in front of the car- courthouse. It gets weirder from there. I'm going to try and break it down for you. If you want to chime in, 800-922-6680. This is a Halloween edition of The Rob Carson Show. What you do to our country is ours. It's the Rob Carson Show. So the bastion of liberalism, Pacific Heights, San Francisco, uh, Nancy Pelosi's husband, Paul, uh, was the subject of an attack in their very secure home surrounded by uh, TV monitors and, uh, I should say, by security cameras and uh, presumably also some sort of security because you live in a house that costs millions of dollars. I've never lived in a house that costs millions of dollars, but I would assume that you'd probably want to have some security, particularly if your wife is the speaker of the house. Uh, that said, guy gets in, crazy dude, lives in a van down by the river, uh, radical uh, leftist, although they're trying to pin it on the right here. Guy had an American flag with rainbow colors and marijuana leaves uh, in front of his house. There was a handwritten sign that said Black Lives Matter hanging from the uh, the home near the van that he lives by. Uh, and then there was another uh, sign on the window of that home that says Berkeley stands united against hate, which, uh, you know, definitely Trump supporters. Uh, and uh, then there's uh, there's a Berkeley-based organization uh, that aim to stop the hate and implicit bias that are dangerous threat to the uh, safety and civility of our neighborhoods, towns, and cities. There was that on the house by the van where he lived. Then there was another sticker on the van that said, ain't no sunshine until capitalism's gone. I mean, if that, if that doesn't scream Trump supporter, then I don't know what the hell does. Another sticker had a sarcastic dictionary entry for the word liberal, which defined it as one who is generous, one who favors greater freedom in political or religious matters, one free from prejudice or narrow thinking. That was on the van down by the river that this crazy guy, DePap, uh, uh, you know, who attacked Paul Pelosi had on his van that he lived in. So uh, 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 one of the neighbors of DePap said that uh, DePap and this uh, person that he was involved with in the home who he married, Gypsy Taub, uh, he actually performed a wedding ceremony, uh, ceremony on this uh, DePap and her 
husband in front of the San Francisco courthouse, and they were naked. I know. It's bizarre, right? Anyway, uh, neighbors say that uh, the DePop family, very radical activists. They seem very left. They're all about Black Lives Matter, gay pride, and they're definitely detached from reality. They have called the cops on several of the neighbors, including uh, us, claiming they were plotting against them. It's really weird to see how they are willing to be so aggressive towards somebody else who is also a lefty. That's according to the, uh, the neighbor who lived by this guy who uh, attacked uh, Paul Pelosi in Nancy and Paul's home. Uh, yeah, uh-huh, sure. Here's a little bit of the 911 call, by the way. This is a 911 call, and again, uh, bizarre, a lot of questions we still don't know. Uh, but the President of the United States, Joe Biden, who's uh, uh, d- driven the country straight into the pits of hell, and consequently Democrats are going to get keel-hauled this election. Uh, he's, of course, willing to blame it on Trump Republicans, even though... There's absolutely no evidence or reason to believe that. Northern four car, eight priority nine ten, two six four zero Broadway, cross of Scott and Normandy. Eight fourteen hour copy. RP stated that there's a male in the home and that he's going to wait for his wife. RP stated that he doesn't know who the male is, but he advised that his name is David and that he is a friend. Okay, so he doesn't know who the guy is, but he's David and he's a friend. RP sounded somewhat confused. Obviously I'm a little confused. That's the nine one one operator is a friend. RP sounded somewhat confused. Yeah, a little bit confused. Just a little bit confused. Here's uh, Chuck Todd talking about the attack. And Tom, this attack happened, and it was coincidental that DHS and other law enforcement agencies put out uh, a public warning of domestic political violence in the next couple of weeks. Well, that's kind of weird. Isn't that uh, Merrick Garland's DOJ who also said that there was going to be a lot of white supremacist violence and also that uh, uh, parents uh, protesting CRT are domestic terrorists? It's like they almost teed it up and are willing to use anything to reinforce this false narrative. Rounding the election, what more can you tell us about it? Yeah, they're clearly concerned about it, both the FBI, the DHS, and the National Counterterrorism Center. We can take a look at it, but essentially they're saying following the 2022 midterm elections, perceptions of election-related fraud are dissatisfactory. It's like they're almost uh, wanting to commit fraud and want to start covering up for it, uh, you know, if it happens, uh, and our reaction to it if it does happen after the election. ...could result in these heightened threats of violence against a broad range of targets, such as ideological opponents, so people that are on the other side of the aisle, if you will. Yeah, it's always the left threatening the right and committing the acts of violence. I give you Inauguration Day uh, in 2017. I also give you uh, the entire summer of 2020. Uh, As well as election workers. To that point, in June of 2021, the Justice Department set up a Threats to Election Workers Task Force. In the past year, up until June of this year, they had 1,000 types of threatening, harassing messages to people that work the polls. We're not talking about politicians. And over 10% of those have led to further federal investigation. Really? Okay. Well, so uh, 10% of these and uh, no no clue, by the way, no clue at all about which side of the political equation those threats are coming from. But uh, the left is always, 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 always violent. And they've proven themselves to be very violent, uh, not only with uh, Inauguration Day, uh, pretty much every day since, uh, you know, while Donald Trump was the president. And let's, of course, not forget the summer of 2020. Raises a lot of questions, don't it? Kind of a lot of questions we should ask about this break in at Nancy Pelosi's house. Where's the footage from the evening? I, I don't know. I don't know. Where's the footage from the break in? 
committed by this man. I, I don't. I, why was he wearing undies? Well, could there have been a third man? But no. Why did Paul call him a friend if he didn't? I don't know. No, no, this man. I don't know. When Paul got arrested. Yeah. They say someone was with him. Oh, the DUI then. Could this be the same guy I, who lives in a van? That's just speculation. The timing is suspicious. I'll put that on social media. Right before the midterms. Oh, yeah. The official story no one's buying all over this land. <laughs> when an attack happens yes. to someone on our side. You never hear a damn thing. No, not really. All over this land. Rand Paul, anybody? Salt on Lee Zeldin. There's that. The Rubio door knocker. There's the help. Or what about the crazy next door neighbor who almost killed Rand? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's no interest from the other side when it happens, and it happens all the time on the other side. But Joe Biden is more than willing to uh, blame it on mega Republicans, who, by the way, remember about, what, two months ago, he did a speech in front of a Constitution Hall. He bathed it in blood red and uh, basically said that uh, Republicans were the enemy of the state. Then there's that, and there is that. Yeah. Uh, Pelosi home surrounded by CCTV camera and security detail. Unlikely anybody could have... Uh, broken in and had it not be noticed. It's kind of strange that way. System likely includes motion detectors, any movement near the house, uh, or broken glass would immediately be registered at the surveillance company. Also likely a police car circling the neighborhood where the Pelosi's live. But Paul Pelosi never shared that the home was broken into. You know, there are also questions about the uh, this event being a burglary. DePap reportedly forced entry into the rear door. Uh, but a video from yesterday shows that there was glass on the outside of the home on the stairs behind the house. If the window was broken from the outside, Outside, wouldn't the glass be on the floor inside the house? Kind of funny. Kind of weird. This is according to the Gateway Pundit. The fact is that DePap could not have broken into the house without being noticed, and that is exactly what the official storyline is. The police state that Paul Pelosi called the police, and the police did not respond to an alarm at the house, but rather to a call from Paul Pelosi. Pelosi. There's, uh, there's this. NBC News walked back a report that there was a third person in the Paul and Nancy Pelosi home during the attack. The SFPD also says there were only two people inside the Pelosi home when they responded. Clarifying statements made at Friday's press conference would seem to indicate there was a third person inside the home who opened the door. This is according to NBC investigative con- correspondent Tom Winter on his social media. Winter reported Sunday morning on Meet the Press that there was a third person inside the home who opened the door for police. San Francisco Police Chief Bill Scott indicated there was a third person during a press conference on Friday evening when he recounted details of what occurred when police arrived on the scene. When the officers arrived to knock on the front door of the residence this morning, the door was opened by someone inside and the officers observed, observed through the open door. When officers ordered the pair to drop the hammer, the pair to drop the hammer, uh, you know, Scott said DePop allegedly pulled the hammer away from Pelosi and struck him on the head. He said Pelosi was struck at least once before officers tackled DePap to the ground. Then there's Elon Musk. Elon Musk uh, tells uh, Hillary Clinton that Paul Pelosi may have been involved with a male prostitute, citing a local article. Now, Elon Musk didn't make this up. There was a local article 
Yeah, Hillary Clinton blamed the Republican Party for the alleged home invasion and attack on uh, Paul Pelosi. Uh, he, she blamed it on new Twitter owner Elon Musk, and he fired back a now-deleted tweet with a local news article that took a different angle. The Speaker of the House's uh, husband was actually in a confrontation with a gay, gay male prostitute. Now, I'm just reading from an article. I, I haven't made up my mind about any of this. I'm just saying that uh, there was a news article that has since just disappeared uh, that talks about this. It's it's kind of strange. Um, here's a little bit more from it, okay? Uh, the police dispatch uh, records reveal Pelosi stated there's a male in the home and there that he's going to wait for his wife. Uh, stated that he doesn't know who the male is, but advised his name's David and he's a friend. DePap was uh, discovered to live in Berkeley, 20 minutes away from San Francisco. He's a hippie, a nudist activist. However, reports were instructed not to mention this. By the way, importers were rep- reported instructed not to say this. After the LA Times reported that DePap spread QAnon conspiracy theories, the former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton uh, wrote on Twitter, the Republican Party and its mouthpieces now regularly spread hate and deranged conspiracy theories. It's shocking but not surprising that violence is a result, even though the hate and conspiracy theories only come from the left. As citizens, we must hold them accountable for their words and the actions that follows. Here's a little bit more from this. Musk replied, there's a tiny possibility there might be a little more to this story than meets the eye. This is, uh, and and he linked an article from the Santa Monica Observer. Here's the story. Now, this article in the Santa Monica Observer has crashed from the increased traffic. But online archives of the Santa Monica Observer, this is the headline. Are you ready? I'm just reading this. I'm not making a judgment. I'm just reading it. Quote, the awful truth. Paul Pelosi was drunk again and despite and and a dispute with a male prostitute early Friday morning. This is according to the article written by Stan Green. As San Francisco gay bars close at 2 a.m., two gay men met in a bar and went home together. Happens every night in the city by the bay, except one of those two men was married to House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. This is from an article, by the way, Santa Monica Observer by uh, Stan Green. Green wrote, I might disappear for telling you the truth. If I do, y'all... Uh, know why. But here's what really happened early Friday morning in San Francisco. According to Green, there had been a rumor circulating for years in the LGBTQ-centric uh, city of San Francisco about uh, Paul Pelosi. David DePap is said to be a, quote, ready, Castro nudist. Apparently, this is a big deal in San Francisco. So's Riceroni. Anyway, Castro nudist, referring to the gay prostitute seen in California's Castro Valley. Oh, I thought Castro was a reference to Fidel Castro. It wouldn't surprise me. One of Green's sources said Castro nudists are a group of really radical gay male prostitutes that parade around wearing things on their, you know, their butta butta. Anyway, first of all, the police did not come in response to any alarm. They came in response to a wellness check, so someone called them to check on Pelosi. That's just that. And uh, Elon Musk retweeted that article and Hillary Clinton immediately went after him. And the article has uh, since gone away. Again, I'm not trying to make up any uh, anything here. I don't have a definitive answer, but I would venture to say that anytime a uh, Democrat is involved, there are more questions than answers. You know what I'm saying? Uh, a little bit more on this. Your calls are welcome at 800-922-6680. This is a really weird, I mean really weird, edition of the Rob Carson Show on Halloween.
Dissent is not disinformation. It's the Rob Carson Show. You know, the Democrat Party's got a lot of, uh, there's a lot of weirdness about break-ins. You know, you had the uh, January the 6th and uh, people were invited to, uh, you know, uh, uh, go into the Capitol. And uh, at the time, even even MSNBC at the time said that this, uh, it wasn't uh, Trump supporters who did it. Just, just the key point that, yes, there was a pro-Trump rally at which the president spoke. And you can we can absolutely talk about all the things the president said there. But the idea that that rally is the thing that got out of hand and that somehow resulted in the breaching of the Capitol, that rally was very far from the Capitol. Yep. And the people who, as you say, did the initial breach that allowed everybody else to come in they never even went to that rally and then she kind of disappeared from msnbc right i mean she did uh, rachel maddow she lied for three years about russia collusion and then she said that about uh, the january the 6th supposed riot that wasn't really a riot certainly wasn't an insurrection and then and then by the way what about a week ago a democrat broke into the campaign headquarters of katie hobbs carrie lake's uh, uh, rival for the uh, governorship of the state of Arizona, and they immediately blamed it on a, a, a Carrie ha- or on a, on a Carrie Lake. Yeah, even though there was no evidence whatsoever. Next question, uh, Joe Dana. Let's go with Joe Dana, 12 News, who's so tired he can't even pay attention. As we reported, Katie Hobbs's suggestion that you had something to do with it yesterday was unfounded. She had no evidence. Did you have evidence last night to suggest this was a Jesse Smollett case, that somehow she staged it? I think you know what I was saying last night. It was a, I was pointing out that the media loves to run with these bogus stories that hurt conservatives. Yeah, like uh, the MAGA Republicans broke into Nancy Pelosi's house, and one of them was a Black Lives Matter supporter who lived in a van and smoked a lot of weed and had... Uh, pro uh, left-wing bumper stickers on his van down by the river but yeah sure MAGA republicans and they do it no, let me answer if you ask the question let me answer the media loves to run with bogus stories that hurt conservatives and let me give you some examples you love to smear republicans it's what you guys make your money off of thankfully no one's watching you yeah thankfully thankfully There's so much to get to on the story here. Um, The Independent reported that the operator heard uh, Paul Pelosi asking, what's going on? Why are you here? What are you doing to me? Police dispatcher informed police officers that the uh, reporting person of the incident at the Pelosi residence told them there's a male in the home and that he is going to wait for his wife. However, he stated that he doesn't know who the male is, but the name is David and he's a friend. Uh, they also said that Paul Pelosi sounded a little... This is just odd, right? Right? The, spu- the suspect pulled the hammer away from Mr. Pelosi and violently assaulted him with it, according to a police spokesperson. Our officers immediately tackled the suspect, disarmed him or dishammered him, took him into custody. The 82-year-old Pelosi was taken to Zuckerberg San Francisco General Hospital, where he underwent successful uh, surgery. DePap, the attacker, is reportedly a hemp jewelry maker and former nudist from British Columbia, Canada. Oh, yeah, he's a Trump supporter. DePap is a Green Party supporter. Again, Trump supporter. Website allegedly to have been created by DePap questioned the 2020 election results. Uh, DePap does not mention Nancy Pelosi at all on his alleged website. 
That's weird. Lived in a school bus in Berkeley. Bus sits in the front yard of his ex-lover, San Francisco pro-nudist Gypsy Taub. Again, I mean, I can't even tell you how many Trump supporters have hooked up with pro-nudists named Gypsy. Uh, the former couple allegedly share three children. And, of course, there's an LGBTQ pride uh, flag featuring marijuana plants in the yard and a sign that says, Berkeley stands united against hate. The bus has a sign that reads, you are beautiful. <coughs> Again, all points to January 6th and uh, MAGA Republicans. Uh, we've got a little bit more on this. Then we're going to dive into <laughs> the reaction of uh, Elon Musk owning Twitter and the insanity that has, uh, has uh, come from that. Your calls are welcome on all this, guys, at 800-922-6680. It's the Rob Carson Show. Shipping can make or break a sale. So optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. If you've ever wanted to generate your own supply of free electricity, this will be the most important message you will ever hear. Here's why. With new grid vulnerabilities, with electrical rates rising faster than any time in American history, there's never been a better time to protect your family with a plug-and-play solar generator. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving electrical power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, a solar generator runs quietly, emits no fumes, produces an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. It's like having an electric power plant running secretly in your own home. Runs sump pumps, shortwave radios, computers, even keeps food from spoiling. Whether it's dangerous storms, brownouts, or blackouts, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Go to RobOffGrid.com. RobOffGrid.com to learn more. Use coupon code ROB and get over $1,500 in free off-grid bonuses. Available now at RobOffGrid.com. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is a Halloween edition of the Rob Carson Show. And uh, here's hoping you had a great October. Looking forward to November, about a week away. A week away tomorrow. A week away, a week away, a week away, a week away from the, uh, the midterms, the biggest midterms of our lifetime. And I could say that. Being on the planet for 50-some years, it is the most uh, substantial uh, uh, election, midterm election of my lifetime anyway. And I didn't expect to come in here talking about Paul Pelosi uh, may or may not have been wearing underwear with a hammer. And there's a guy in his house who was a leftist who lived in a van down by the river. And, and I didn't expect to be dragged into this this morning. Joe Biden immediately said, oh, yeah, it's Trump supporters. I'm like, really? In San Francisco? <clears throat> in Pacific Heights neighborhood? And a guy who had BLM stickers and all sorts of pro-left-wing stickers on his van down by the river and everything. And, and I'm getting blamed for this because I thought the 2020 election was stolen. You know, it, it's like I, I, all, all uh, we want, uh, you and me, I mean, if you're a, a, a MAGA extremist, I mean, we want uh, 
Uh, no uh, transgender nonsense before your 18th birthday. No CRT, no sexualization to children. We'd like an explanation of why in the hell uh, the country shut down for COVID and destroyed our kids' lives and why they haven't even bothered to try and find out where the COVID virus came from. And, and we got shut down with any talk about saying, hey, maybe I don't want to take a vaccine, whatever. Well, you know, you and I just want a secure border. We want more freedom for everybody. Strong defense. I don't know. Uh, lower taxes, lower regulation, free and fair elections. We don't want the FBI telling social media which stories to shut down. I mean, what, what did we do? See, what the hell did I do to deserve this from the president of the freaking United States of America? What did I do? What did you do? Don't drag us into the, your, your insane leftist nonsense, and let's just go ahead and say this about what happened in San Francisco. I don't know what it was, but it sure as heck wasn't a Trump supporter. If you need examples, see Rand Paul, see Lee Zeldin, see Steve Scalise. Do I need to go on? Really? See the summer of 2020. What about January the 6th? All that violence. No, 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 no. I, I played the soundbite a few minutes ago. Uh, MSNBC, they said they were protesters at the, the Capitol before Trump's speech was over, like it had already been planned. And just like the break-in at Pelosi's house, there's no videotape of the Capitol either. It's being kept from us. Can you understand why maybe we'd raise just a few questions? So when we ask a common sense questions about a narrative that the left is creating after something happens, just by answering a real uh, questions that, that any curious journalist should ask, uh, don't be yelling at us and blaming us for your insanity, okay? Hey, I think we need a musical interlude. Hey, don't you? He had a hammer. Here we go. Where's the footage from the evening? Still waiting on it. Where's the footage from the break-in? I don't know. Committed by this man. Two o'clock in the morning. Why was he wearing undies? I, 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 Could there have been a third man? Somebody ask him. Why did Paul call him a friend if he didn't know, know this man? Uh-huh. When Paul got arrested, DUI. they say someone was with him. I don't know. Could this be the same guy? Nobody asked. Who lives in a van? <laughs> the timing is suspicious. Journalists would ask this. Right before the midterms. I know, weird. The official story no one's buying. Oh. This, land. this is Jim Gossett, by the way. When an attack happens to someone on our side, yeah. you never hear a damn thing weird all over this land. Paul. The assault on Lee Zeldin, oh, uh, the Rubio door knocker. Oh, yeah. Or what about the crazy next door neighbor who almost killed Rand? Yeah, it's kind of it's just kind of weird. Bernie Sanders supporter goes up and shoots a bunch of Republicans after asking on a baseball baseball field, "Hey, who's playing out there? Are they Democrats or Republicans?" Well, those are Republicans. I'll be right back with my assault rifle to kill everybody. And he goes and he comes back and he shoots Steve Scalise. Steve Scalise had a near life-ending injury and other people were shot and the Bernie Sanders supporter was shot and the story went away. Why is there no connection to that? Why didn't Joe Biden say, hey, must be another crazy Bernie Sanders supporter that committed an act of violence, like the guy on uh, Rand Paul who tackled him off his lawnmower and broke six of his ribs who was a leftist? What about that? No, no, go after, go after peaceful uh, uh, mega Republicans like you have so much. Honestly, this is tiresome. 
This is really just, this is beyond uh, crying wolf at this point. <clears throat> we all know the insanity that the left is going to try and pin on us before the election to try to throw the election. Uh, and then they'll try to steal the election. Here's Rob Reiner, Rob Reiner, who uh, did a good movie once. It was called Spinal Tap. And uh, that's about it. Um, anyway, he accused the former president of spreading the big lie for two years. Trump's questioning the election results, Reiner argued, directly inspired the recent attack at Pelosi's home. <laughs> the violent assault, I'm quoting him, the violent assault on Paul Pelosi and the attempt to murder Speaker Pelosi. <laughs> what the, really? Uh, there was actually an attempted murder of, uh, of several Supreme Court justices by a leftist in the neighborhood. With a hammer, with a hammer, uh, with zip ties, the whole deal. He even confessed to police what he's planning on doing. Rob Reiner never never responded to that. The violent assault on Paul, Paul Pelosi and the attempt to murder Speaker Pelosi directly related to that lie. Why are they Why are they still concerned about, you know, January the 6th? Why are they still concerned about the 2020 election? It's almost like 80 million people aren't still buying their lie. <clears throat> it's kind of like that, isn't it? Here's Rob Reiner. Donald Trump was 100% responsible for this, and January 6th must be indicted and never be allowed to hold office. So he's actually looking at the attack on Paul Pelosi by a guy who was, uh, who, by the way, he, uh, who actually had an invisible fairy friend. That's, I'm serious. The, the guy who attacked David DePop, he said he had an invisible fairy friend, and he ranted about not being able to buy a fairy house with doors. <clears throat> That's that's real, by the way. But back to Rob Reiner blaming it on Republicans. <laughs> oh, my God. <clears throat> this is uh, Professor God said. He said, it is impossible to imagine someone this dim-witted. You are truly bewildering with all due respect, of course. The only uh, uh, lie I've seen is Russia collusion that you've been spreading for six years now, wrote conservative commentator Tim Young. Oh, it's just funny. <clears throat> Senator Amy Klobuchar blamed the attack in Nancy Pelosi's house by a, a leftist who claimed to have fairy friends uh, on, on Trump. He called it a vicious attack in which the speaker has been villainized for years. And big surprise, it's gone viral. And it went violent. Again, this is, uh, this is called grasping at straws, by the way. So uh, there was uh, at the house, again, American rainbow, American flag with rainbow colors, marijuana leaves, uh, Black Lives Matter sign hanging in one of the home's windows, uh, another one that said Berkeley stands against you hate, uh, ain't no sunshine till capitalism's gone. <clears throat> but, of course, it's uh, Trump supporters. It is uh, Trump supporters. Uh, Governor Chris Sununu of New Hampshire was on uh, Meet the Press, said the attack against House Speaker Pelosi's husband was part of a recent surge in political violence that started with the riots in the summer of 2020 in the death of George Floyd and almost exclusively, by the way, almost exclusively carried out by uh, leftists in this country. Here is the story. You can go back to the beginning. This started back in the summer of 2020, right? When, when you saw cities burning, you saw not a lot of... Uh, you forgot the inauguration day. A whole lot of accountability. When leftists tried to burn down Washington, D.C. There, The line for folks that were disagreeing with what might have been happened, not happy with what's happening in their communities, the line completely moved with very little accountability. And that set kind of a new standard in, the, in, the, in a very dangerous way. And then that carries over... Now listen to his examples and I will refute uh, the one where he he kind of leans like it might have been committed by a conservative into the politics and what what happened in 2020 the insanity of uh, what we saw in January 6 uh, what again that was uh, 
something that happened before Trump uh, finished speaking, according to MSNBC, and people were let in, and 14 left-leaning groups had infiltrated the crowd. Uh, has happened to... That was reported by Newsweek, by the way. Steve Scalise, that was years before uh, 2020. Bernie Sanders supporter. The threats on uh, Justice Kavanaugh. So, uh, leftist. Um, no, Gabby Giffords. I mean, there's... Uh, that was just an insane person dressed like the Joker. No political affiliation whatsoever. There doesn't seem to be an end to this. It's on both sides of the aisle. But... No, not really. It's all on the left. Look, people have to just take the take the heat down here. I mean, this is America. This is one of the yeah. most amazing places on, on the planet Earth. We should all wake up and be grateful. We can disagree and have heated arguments, of course. But when you cross that line into violence, oh, yeah. uh, it does your cause no good. It does the system no good. But the left has been uh, crossing the line to violence <clears throat> for a very long time. This is uh, GOP Senator Tom Cotton. And he says that all of this uh, nonsense is the Democrats intentionally trying to uh, wreck the country, which I believe. And he even makes reference, kind of in a way, to the class of 1968, which I've been talking about for a very long time. What you are witnessing is the death of the dreams of the class of 1968. You are witnessing Marxism. Uh, and an attempt to take over the country uh, and turn it into a Marxist socialist uh, moist dream. And it's it's doing a face plant. Here is uh, Tom Cotton talking about that. I had so many Americans asking me, how did we let this happen? How did we lose to a band of medieval savages? But then as I began to think more and more about it, I, I got that question in other forms too. Like, how did we let left-wing radicals rampage in our streets in the summer of 2020. Terry- yeah, and, the, and the mainstream media said it was mostly peaceful. The Democrat Party didn't say a darn thing about it. Down statues of our heroes. Like- oh, yeah, all those statues that came down, and it stopped when Donald Trump said, if you tear down a statue on federal land, you're going to jail for 10 years. And it stopped. George Washington and Abraham Lincoln and U.S. Grant. How we got to the point where we're allowing... Uh, schools to indoctrinate our kids with critical race theory or all from the left transgender ideology where we're subjecting troops in our military to similar kind of maoist struggle session oh that's interesting and what i want to tell the readers of only the strong is that this is not an accident this is intentional the decline that they sense in america is decline by design the democratic party has lost it's about fundamentally changing america <gasps> Who said that? Being at best ambivalent about America and openly hostile to American power. Didn't Michelle Obama say that she was never proud of the United States until her husband ran for president? Whether it's our military, our sovereignty, about safety on our streets, or having a strong, prosperous economy. And it goes back to the roots of the modern progressive movement with uh, Woodrow Wilson, oh. the first president to openly repudiate the founding principles of our country. He also started the Federal Bureau of Investigations. Thought you should know. Criticize the Declaration and the Constitution after you repudiate the founding principles are principles of our country yeah it's a very short step to repudiating america itself yeah but you see is uh, uh, the thing is most americans uh, don't hate america and that's the uh, that's the crack in their foundation which is what the new left did in the 1960s and the 1970s yeah. during vietnam and then you really have the culmination of these trends in the presidency of Barack Obama, the most ideological president since Woodrow Wilson, yeah, and now and, his understudy, Joe Biden. Yeah, and, and uh, Barack Obama got heckled at an event. I know, the dear leader got heckled. 
maybe maybe the American people are realizing that all Barack Obama ever did was bleep up the country, started on the road to Marxism, and he, he even, after he left the presidency, hasn't done anything for Chicago, where young black men are murdering each other at 13 times the national average. Hadn't said a thing about it. It's like he doesn't even care. That's kind of strange, isn't it? Yeah. People get it, is what I'm trying to say. American, the American people get it. They know what the left is about. They know what the Democrat Party is about. They know what Joe Biden is about. They're getting it. They put the pieces together. They're going to uh, put them out of business on November the 8th, and then we're going to hold Republicans responsible for going after the people who did these abuses and usurpations. On the way, nearly 8 of 10 Americans believe the country is out of control. I'm going to share details on that. The number is 800-922-6680. It's Halloween on The Rob Carson Show. The one thing the America-hating left and Democrats didn't expect. Unlike them, we don't hate America. We are finally putting America first. It's The Rob Carson Show. For everyone who was alive in the 80s, I think you'd appreciate this. Darkness falls across our land. A Biden recession is close at hand. <laughs> A disappointing GDP. Cause Joe won't set our workers free. He's even ruined Halloween. Oh, yeah. With prices like we've never seen. Cost twice as much to trick or treat. For the gas we buy, or the candy we eat. <laughs> and now they plot their latest deal <laughs> with their evil new green deal. Energy prices are sure to skyrocket yeah. and empty every American pocket. Nice. The demons cheer in sheer delight, like when fake ballots appeared on election night. Weird! Because only the dead are safe, you know. The ones who voted for Creepy Joe. Nice. <laughs> Oh, man, I was having a conversation yesterday about trick-or-treating and, you know, you these stupid trunk-or-treating events. Sorry, new parents. I was a new parent not that all long ago, you know, but uh, the trunk-or-treat things or whatever. No, you know what? Go to your trunk-or-treats. That's fine. I'm just saying, what was wrong with trick-or-treating? Trick-or-treating has been under fire. And when I was a kid, it was like, oh, yeah, somebody's going to put needles and razor blades in your candy. You know, and then, then you'd have to literally go to a hospital. I'm not kidding. Listen, gather around. Uncle Rob's going to tell a story, you millennials. Gather around. They used to, as early as the 90s, they would do these events where people would uh, take their kids' Halloween candy and get an MRI or an X-ray of their freaking Halloween candy. And you guess how many, uh, how many uh, needles and uh, razor blades they found in kids' candy nationwide? Hundreds, right? No, never. Nobody ever, nobody ever had that. Nobody, it never happened. It's... Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, and now we've got rainbow fentanyl coming across the border. That's real. Will it end in your kid's candy? Who the hell knows? But I would, you know, look at your kid's candy. Y'all freak out about it. You know, chances are if you go down the street to a neighbor's house and they give you rainbow fentanyl, chances are the, 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 the police are going to find the neighbor who, who handed out the rainbow fentanyl. Might be even caught on the ring doorbell. Thought you should know there's a doorbell in front of your house that records everything. Maybe you have one of those. I do. Anyway. But that doesn't prevent the, uh, you know, uh, people. I don't know where this came from. This is uh, Dr. Jen Cloddy.
talking about what you need to your kids need to be afraid of this year. Don't eat too much black licorice. It can actually kill you. Okay, no child is going to eat too much black licorice. I'm just going to say that no child is going to eat too much black licorice. If you do get black licorice, if your kid does get some uh, black licorice in their bag, that's going to be your candy. They're going to give it to you, and you'll throw it in the trash. Don't eat too much black licorice. It can actually kill you. Uh, just Google it. I've also done videos on black licorice. You have to eat 8,000 pounds, but it'll kill you. Just well. Number two, make sure your child's costume is bright, that it's reflective, perhaps it has glow in the dark aspects or elements to it. Number three, make sure that any costume you buy from the store says flame resistant. Yeah. Number four, if you... They don't say retardant anymore, I guess. Get a mask for insult yourself somebody, or your child. Make politically sure incorrect. that um, it what? doesn't obscure vision. Also, make sure that your costumes are not too long to cause tripping. Make sure your kid's wearing a mask for COVID. Oh, he's got a mask on. Never mind. Number five, don't buy colored contact lenses online or from a Halloween store. Believe it or not, contact lenses are illegal to sell in the United States without an eye exam and prescription. Number seven. Don't invite a liberal who's wearing underwear into your house if they're carrying a hammer. Uh, make sure you inspect your candy before you eat it. Before you use any face paints, make sure you do a patch test. Check it on a little aspect of your skin or your child's skin to make sure there's no allergic reaction. Other than that, have a great time. Just have a great time out there. Uh, it is funny. I was, I was talking about Halloween with, uh, who was it, my son maybe? I don't know. And, uh, you know, he was like, well, you know, maybe it's maybe Halloween's over. Maybe, maybe Halloween, maybe the, the left, I guess, has sucked all the fun out of Halloween. Halloween was a big deal for me. I loved it, man. I, I, it was a big deal for me. Because, you know, I was like, well, a poor kid growing up on a farm in Iowa. It was a mile from the next house, so you had to drive into town. And <clears throat> we'd go in, and Mom and Dad would, for the first, you know, throw, like, third grade or something. They, Mom and Dad would uh, drive the car, and you'd get, and we'd walk, and they'd just drive along the, in the car, and we'd walk up the sidewalk. Go, and then they just, you know, like, fifth grade, send all of us into town, and they'd come back, get us in a couple hours, and we'd have a bag full of candy. And it was the best night of the year. It was fantastic. And, and I'd, I'd sort out the candy for a week or two afterwards, and my brother would get into it, my dad would get into it. And what the heck? Can we just have some fun for crying out loud? How about we just have some fun? How about that? Yeah. All right, so coming up, uh, we have got uh, well a, a new survey that says that 80% of Americans think the country is, uh, is in a very dangerous place, and uh, they would be absolutely right. We also have a, a special guest on the other side of this break. This is a Halloween edition of The Rob Carson Show. Don't go anywhere. Swamp feasts while we're expected to dine on the crumbs. To those who strove to deter us from our responsibility, you have failed. Time to send those crumb suckers home. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is Rob Carson Show. It's a Halloween edition. Colonel John Mills, uh, U.S. Army retired colonel, former director of cybersecurity and policy for the Department of Defense, joins us on the Newsmax hotline. Happy Halloween, sir. How are you doing today? Oh, thank you, Rob. Always an honor to be with you. Uh, a lot of go lot going on. Thank you so much. There is a lot of stuff going on, and we obviously one of the big stories of the day is uh, Paul Pelosi was attacked by a guy in his underwear. 
uh, wielding a hammer in his home, in Nancy Pelosi and Paul Pelosi's home. Nobody knew about it. Police didn't know about it until Paul Pelosi excused himself to go to the bathroom where his phone was being charged, and he called police saying he didn't know this guy, but his name is David, and he's a friend. Uh, of course, the President of the United States on Saturday garnered from that phone call after we discovered things like this guy had a very left-leaning political viewpoint living in a van by a home with a woman that he's uh, fathered three children with after he literally um, uh, officiated a wedding between this woman and another man on the steps of the San Francisco courthouse, and they were naked. But Joe Biden says, oh, yeah, they're January 6th MAGA uh, uh, fascists. So (laughs) what do you have to say about what happened this weekend with Paul Pelosi? Well, this this is classic uh, Stalinism, statism, and projectionism. Uh, It's just project your side onto somebody else. So there's a violent attack. Blame January 6th. Blame Mega. You know this is this is insanity. So hammer time occurs, and their their gut instinct and reaction is not to uh, let's figure out what's going on. How did this person break through into a very expensive, very well secured? Uh, you know this this is the husband of the number three in order of succession yes. Yes. by the Constitution. And uh, so this ambiguous, come on, we need facts here, not PSYOP. It is remarkable, though, that uh, despite all of the violence in this country starting, and I remember when Donald Trump was running for president in 2015, uh, there were people, there were plants from Antifa uh, getting in line and fighting with Trump uh, people there to see Donald Trump. I remember that like it was yesterday. I saw it. Then we saw Inauguration Day with Democrats and leftists in Washington, D.C. We saw people like Madonna saying she wanted to burn down the White House. We saw the summer of 2020. We saw Rand Paul being attacked twice, one on Inauguration Night, Dan Bongino being having to be escorted from the White House on Inauguration. And yet, out of nowhere, out of nowhere comes Joe Biden, oh yeah, in San Francisco, in Pacific Heights, where a radical leftist who had no job but did hemp jewelry uh, attacks Paul Pelosi in his home. Uh, oh, it's got to be a it's got to be a MAGA supporter. I mean, this is nonsense. And you are you are, you know because you served in the Department of Defense, you know the enemy's tactics. You know, as you mentioned, Stalinistic tactics. Uh, you know, how could you relate this to uh, what you've seen uh, from our enemies in the past? Well, yeah, it's it's domestic warfare. Uh, this is uh, where you have a, a folk that uh, one segment of society that's in utter denial of reality uh, is terrified. Uh, the blue side, uh, the, the blue elite are terrified of the red majority yes. and just project this. Uh, no matter what happens, the answer is it was mega. No matter what. Doesn't yeah. matter what the facts are. Doesn't matter anything. Yes. You got a crazy in North Dakota who drives over and kills an 18 year old uh, because yes. because of what we don't even know yet. Yeah. And uh, but this is this is their their insanity. And uh, you know we got uh, Capitol Hill police uh, you know being cleared for shooting through piles of obstacles and killing someone. Uh, yeah. 
And, and I mean, come on, this is, uh, oh, if, if the other side wants to be considered rational, they need to accept the facts and go where the facts lead them and not just do this. This is, this is destructive to our society for them to project onto this, that this is somehow J6 mega. Yeah. So Dark, Bra- Dark Brandon has re- returned and uh, he wants, uh, he wants essentially to stoke uh, violence in America. That's what's yeah. going on here. And this is, this is shameful and not, not not, not correct. Not I think the American, I think the, the American people are done with it. To be honest, um, I just saw this poll: eight in ten Americans believe the country is out of control. This is from from a CBS News a battleground tracker and YouGov poll: seventy nine percent of Americans believe the country is out of control. Twenty one percent saying things are under control. Now, this is while Joe Biden is the president. There is no one to blame for the country being out of control, but the person and the party who are in power. Seventy three percent believe things are going badly in America. Forty two percent say very badly. Twenty six percent saying going well. The poll also shows a dramatic shift by Hispanic voters towards Republicans compared to 2018. This is uh, the American people, and what I have said, and I'd like your thoughts about this, Colonel John Mills, uh, the crux of the argument of the class of 1968 to fundamentally change America, to create it into this Marxist utopia, is that we have to hate America. I believe the 8 in 10 Americans who believe the country is out of control still love America, and this uh, Marxist movement after 50 years is finally doing a face plant. It will do it on November the 8th and it will do it after November the 8th. What are your thoughts? Yeah, this is this group, uh, which is essentially the, you know, that Bill Clinton asked class of 1968, that by sheer ideology, they will will America into utopianism uh, when all of the evidence points that they have crashed society, uh, that uh, by creating uh, a a massive government that chooses winners and losers, we don't have capitalism, we have crony capitalism, where big tech is given favor, uh, this, it destroys society. This is Venezuela. Oh, yeah. And they, the, the more they destroy society, the more they just say, you know, we aren't, we just aren't trying hard enough. And if it wasn't for those mega J6ers, you know, that's, that's what the problem is, you know. But those, all these numbers, uh, you know, I think it was Rasmussen 9, 9 uh, August that said only 16% don't, of Americans don't believe in a deep state. Only 16%. So the majority do believe there is a deep state uh, and there is a swamp. And uh, yet uh, these people are in utter denial of reality. Uh, they will destroy this country to try to will it into utopia. They are, they are economically illiterate. Yes. <laughs> uh, they, they are illiterate when it comes to almost any topic except for um, ideology and writing policy papers. This is, this is what I had to deal with you know, when yeah. I was at the White House, when I was in the uh, Secretary of Defense, is you're dealing with a, a you know, they might have something on the wall stamped Harvard or Belfer Center, but uh, they are essentially illiterate uh, in any topic other than writing abstract <laughs> policy papers. Yeah, they're, they're, okay. they, they are bureaucrats or academics. They, and I've said this for years, they are bureaucrats and academics. They have no real-life experience. If you look at all the cabinet posts of, uh, of Joe Biden, very few of them have any real-life business experience, but they are in charge of transportation. They are in charge of energy. It's all nonsense. It's all falderall. No, it's just that their conclusion from the abject chaos of our society, the abject crash of our economy is 
they're not trying hard enough, and it's the J6ers that are standing in the way. That's their conclusion. <laughs> Let me it's ask no, you. No more complicated than that. What do you think about, and I haven't covered this this morning, I'm still trying to digest the uh, defeat of Bolsonaro in Brazil. But it's kind of weird. Uh, the media had his opponent out by 10, 20 points before the election. And then they had the election. And the next morning, it looks like the uh, the leftist wins by about uh, 1% of the population. It's kind of like, I don't know, maybe there might be some questions about the election. Bolsonaro is not conceding yet. I wouldn't concede yet because we know the powers that are working uh, for the left in uh, in the country of Brazil, including the Chinese, by the way. Uh, what are your thoughts about that election? And uh, and what's going to happen to Brazil? Uh, I would, uh, like Bolsonaro, I would not concede. Uh, there is a massive Chinese influence operation throughout South America, taking advantage of a lot of the economies that are, that are weak. Uh, we had questionable elections recently also in Chile, yep. in um, Colombia. Um, and let's just face it, uh, this is a world that the, the uh, I, I'm not... <laughs> The election machine industry spawned by the American 2002 Helping American Vote Act uh, has created an, env an, a, an environment that is extremely vulnerable to fraud. Yes. People were voting just fine. Americans were voting just fine before yep. the Helping Americans Vote Act. And um, so so this this is they have now made it so utterly overly complex. And it's not just the election machines. It's the poll books. Now we have connect, which clearly shows a Chinese connection. Guess what? Donald J. Trump was right after all. You know, Eugene, you uh, and you have George Gascon in Los Angeles. Why is George Gascon uh, charging on this indictment and the extradition of Eugene, you? Well, now there's curiosity and question. Uh, that uh, maybe this maybe this might have been the reason why somebody uh, defeated a recall election recently. Oh. So this, yeah. So this is just dirty, dirty, dirty all around. So now are you I talking about? Are you talking about Gavin Newsom's uh, recall election? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's kind of weird Mr. how he, yeah, it, so many people wanted him to be recalled, and, and uh, lo and behold, uh, the recall election happened. And I mean, I guess nobody doesn't like Gavin Newsom in the state of California, even though they're streaming out of California like uh, like rats off a ship. Weird that way. Yeah, no, no. So I do not trust any. No citizen should trust any of this election infrastructure. And just like here in Prince William County, yep. where citizen action has forced out. Now we have a, the first criminal indictment for 2020 November election fraud. My former registrar, who I duped it out with since 2019, a year before the 2020 election. Now she's under criminal indictment from Jason Miares, and now we have yep. uh, this, uh, the current registrar who is going to resign on November 9th because he can't take the heat. For 170000 a year, I think we can find somebody who can keep a clean roll in my county here. And yeah. If he doesn't like it, thank you. Thanks for the service. Let's find somebody who can keep a clean roll for 170000 a year. I think it, we can do that. It is just remarkable. I mean, the last uh, two years, uh, they, the Biden administration, they started using uh, misinformation or disinformation. Those are Stalinist terms. He created disinformation in 1923. He wanted it to sound Western, and they created a disinformation bureau. The only people who can say what disinformation is, who are they? Uh, the government. The government doesn't matter who else says whatever is disinformation. The only one that matters is the government. And if the government adopts the line of disinformation, that is dissent. That is dissent. They are calling disinformation. They're not saying it's not the truth. 
They're just saying it's disinformation. You had mentioned in uh, that there is kind of a backlash and maybe hopefully a return to paper ballots. Um, you had mentioned Cochise County in Arizona. Tell me about that real quick. Yeah, uh, uh, David Stevens is the recorder. Uh, it's what we would call in uh, Virginia a registrar. So he is uh, a very good uh, recorder. Um, and uh, they have voted. Uh, so the triumvirate of uh, the recorder, the county council, and the sheriff have uh, have agreed they can do paper only. There's now been a ruling uh, released by, I, 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 I think it's, I can't remember if it's the Secretary of State or sure. the Attorney General yeah. uh, of, of Arizona that says paper, paper ballots only. Only is legal and lawful. Love it. So this is a this is big. This is a big deal. And so two other counties in Arizona are are, are looking at what Coach just did. So we may have two additional counties in Arizona go paper only before the November eight election. Well, you know, Guys, this is America. We can do this. Stuff. Yeah, you know what? I, I suggested to uh, Doug Mastriano that we just uh, eventually just get to we go to a high school gymnasium where the election's being held with, and and there's just a row of baskets, and you're given uh, a handful of rocks and. And, and they're red or they're blue, and you put a rock in the basket for you want to vote, and you count up the rocks. Maybe we need to be that simple, because dear God in heaven, they certainly have bleeped up the election process, and, and I don't think they're particularly from the right side of the political equation. There's nobody who believes that elections in this country are fair and free. Dear God, are you joking? Right, right. Now, now we had a finding in Georgia, too, where the Georgia Supreme Court, you know, citizens, citizens can actually sue and hold. Uh, I'm paraphrasing uh, the finding, but uh, that citizens could actually sue uh, 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 their public officials here. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, it's amazing. You've got a public official. Yeah. So you can't just shut people down, uh, sh- shut them off social media, ignore the story. People like actually can do something. Listen, uh, Colonel, we got it. We got to say goodbye. We're running out of time. Uh, you got this great book. It's called The Nation Will Follow. Uh, tell us uh, 30 seconds about the book and where people could find it. Yeah, uh, Thank you so much, Rob. This is me realizing I was in government and realizing I had colleagues spying on candidate and then President Trump, me fighting the deep state and getting this information, the four year journey to getting this in front of the Durham investigation, fingering a number of people, a number of people which haven't been named yet so far by Durham. We, we hope uh, he continues on. Uh, but then also the action plan, the takeaway for the American citizen is every American citizen has to fight it out in their own county. I mean that in a yes, peaceful sir. manner, yes, sir. but they need to hold their officials accountable, just like in my own county, Prince William, just like in Loudoun County, just like in Cochise in Arizona, just like in Georgia. Citizens must demand accountability from their, their seven key officials in their county. Right. county listen, equivalent. We, we got to run. It's the nation will follow dot com, right? Yes, absolutely. Let's have you on again to talk about that. We had a lot of other stuff on the plate today, but I appreciate your time. Happy Halloween, sir. Colonel John Mills, thenationwillfollow.com. Have a great day. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. To all the Brandons out there, we salute you and say, let's go, Brandon. It's The Rob Carson Show. So I got vetoed on the... Halloween decorations this year. I was going to do a little graveyard in the front yard. I'm serious. I had some uh, boxes in the garage, and I was going to cut them out and make them look like tombstones. And and I was going to put on one of them, uh, Biden's Hopes and Dreams. And then there was another one. It was COVID Lies. And, you know, it's just a little graveyard of all the things that were dying. And my wife said, nope, 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 you knew. Nope, 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 nope. 
She also vetoed an Amazon purchase. I was going to get a uh, uh, a doormat. She wanted a new doormat for the front door so you could wipe your feet off in the wintertime and all that. And I was going to order one that says, come back with a warrant. And she she did no fun. She is just uh, no fun. <laughs> I'm being serious, by the way. <laughs> Uh, nearly 8 in 10 Americans believe the country's out of control. Who's in charge of the country? Well, the Democrats are. Yeah, not, not a good thing for the Democrats. CBS battleground tracker YouGov. 79% of Americans believe the country's out of control. 21% saying things are under control. Yeah, And then here's your president of the United States this weekend saying there are 54 states. And by the way, if they do, that means not a joke, everybody. That's why we were defeated not a joke. in 2018 when they tried to do it. We went to 54 states. Yeah, the 54 states are in 54 states. Yeah, the 54 states. Yeah, our dear leader is so competent. I think my plan, I know what my plan does. It's 200 million people have died, probably by the time I finish this talk. That's why I made it a priority my entire career to work closely with you. From the time I got to the Senate 180 years ago, <laughs> you know, as well as my tenure as vice president. Unnecessarily, now we have over 120 million dead from COVID. <laughs> hey, everyone. Yeah, that's our president. Uh, it's kind of weird. Uh, Barack Obama got uh, heckled this weekend. You never heckle the dear leader. Oh, my God, he walks on water for crying out loud. But the dear leader, the first black president in American history, has done nothing. As the country has descended into chaos and as the most impacted are people of color in inner cities. And what has Barack Obama done other than get a great series on Netflix and a podcast and two beautiful $15 million homes on beachfront property? One in the whitest place in America, Martha's Vineyard, where they turned away illegals brought there because it was a sanctuary city. It's kind of funny. And then this weekend, this ran during the World Series. Record inflation. Groceries up 13%, gas up 36%, and crime is out of It didn't even get censored. Control. But instead of helping us, Joe Biden sent $66 billion to Ukraine. Billions more on weapons, instead of helping us. Now, Biden says his fight in Ukraine could lead to nuclear Armageddon. World War III. Hell no. Citizens for Sanity paid for this ad. Wow, that ran during the World Series. Crazy, right? November 8th. Get here. Get here if you can. Uh, let's take a break. Come back. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. They called us deplorables. We're not gonna take it. They shut down our country. No, we ain't gonna take it. They say our thoughts are disinformation. is our response the rob carson show hey it's halloween trick-or-treat everybody yeah our treat's coming on november the 8th see what i did there we'll work it into the content there not very creative i can do better i know i know and i can do better so uh we've got a lot of stuff to get to oh 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 uh by the way um uh there was a pizza hut in lubbock uh, texas no, the pizza place in lubbock texas and uh, they had some people mad they had a a fake uh, uh pizza there that had fingers and stuff on it and eyeballs and intestines and blood all you know fake right and they called it the jeffrey dahmer special 
and uh, people got really upset about it because, you know, it happened 30 years ago. So a little too soon, a little too soon. Uh, 31 years ago, actually, is when it happened. And uh, so they, they went ahead and left it up there. But they said that, that it was not a, apparently they had to tell people it wasn't a menu item. It wasn't for purchase. <clears throat> then also, I heard in uh, several municipalities there are, uh, well, at least one um, uh, gay nightclub that is not allowing people to dress like Jeffrey Dahmer. I'm not kidding. Like Joe Biden. I'm not kidding. So uh, I guess it's too soon, 30 years ago, for you to dress up like Jeffrey Dahmer. And, and eBay was not allowing Jeffrey Dahmer costumes to be sold. So people have been taking their old uh, O.J. Simpson orange jumpsuit costume and uh, putting a Bill Gates head on it. And it looked just like uh, Jeffrey Dahmer there, by the way. Then there's the new uh, popular costume, which is a pair of underwear and a hammer. He had a hammer. What? Where's the footage from the evening? Where's the footage from the break-in? All Pelosi break-in. Committed by this man. I don't know. Why was he wearing undies? Could there have been a third man? Why did Paul call him a friend if he didn't know, know this man? Just about questions, kids. When Paul got arrested, they say someone was with him. Okay. Could this be the same guy? I don't know. Who lives in a van? Maybe. The timing is suspicious. Weird. Right before the midterms. Kind of funny. The official story no one's buying all over this land. Yeah, they're not buying a lot of stuff. When an attack happens to someone on our side. Yeah, conservative. You never hear a damn thing. All over this land, Never. the assault on Lee Zeldin, oh, yeah, the Rubio door knocker, or what about the crazy next door neighbor who almost killed Rand? Where is that? It's just kind of weird how that happens. Uh, if anything bad happens to uh, liberals, it's uh, Demo- it's Republican side, and it, it's their fault, and it's uh, January 6th protesters and people who denied the 2020 election, which are also being targeted by everything before an election. It's like they're grasping at straws or something, right? It's kind of weird that way. Yeah. Then I mentioned that 8 in 10 Americans believe the country is out of control. Oh, this half of voters list inflation and the economy as the top factor in how they will cast their ballot in the 2022 midterms. Also, there's that. Uh, abor- abortion way back. Uh, way back in the back. And uh, it's, it's all about inflation and the border, essentially. But here is uh, MSNBC Chris Jensing uh, interviewing a Biden administration official. And the American people aren't buying the Biden administration's uh, lie about uh, the economy being somebody else's fault day to day. As you point out, though, the White House argument has been the same all year long. For months, he's been making this argument. And yet our latest poll here at NBC shows only 16 percent believe the economy is excellent or good. Fifty nine percent expect a recession within a year. So why isn't that argument working? Mega Republicans, they're doing it. Well, look, I think, first of all, it's not just an argument he's making. He's delivering for the American people. <laughs> delivering a giant load of people. This isn't just about but a point of view. they're not it. So I think, obviously, as the this is MSNBC. president, if he were here and as he's doing today, he's crossing the country. Normally, it's like, oh, you're a Biden administration official? 
Oh, you're so pretty. She highlighting the exact things that are impacting the American people. Yeah, nobody believes you anymore. Here's a Corinne Jean-Pierre attempting to blame Donald Trump for the rotten economy on MSNBC. And yet still there's inflation. There's a fear of looming recession. Poll after poll shows show that voters trust, they say they trust Republicans more than Democrats uh, when it comes to the economy. What's the administration's response? Well, it, uh, that uh, MAGA Republicans attacked Paul Pelosi in their underwear wearing a ham- or using a hammer. Uh, to that persistent view among the electorate. So, first, we have always said we understand what the American public is dealing with. We understand that there are high costs and we understand that they're feeling very squeezed right now. Uh, the pre- because of Biden policies and government spending, it always causes inflation and this is a repeat, you know, lather, rinse, repeat. It happened during the Carter administration. President always says this, and you hear him say this all the time, that he wants to make sure that we give Americans a little bit more breathing room, which is what his dad used to say when he grew up. Then why are you suffocating us? In Scranton and dealing with these kitchen uh, kitchen table issues. So when, when the president walked into this administration, uh, <laughs> the economy was in ruins. It was an absolute ruin. Yeah, it was. I uh, mean, inflation was a one and a half percent, and we were energy in the and we had uh, gas was a dollar eighty eight where I lived, and and I could buy chicken breast for a dollar eighty eight, and that wasn't even on sale, and now it's two eighty nine. It's just weird that way. Uh, nobody's buying your crap, by the way. Nobody's buying your crap anymore. Independent voters are breaking for Republican candidates less than two weeks before the November the eighth midterm elections. I'm going to mention something real quick here. If you get a piece of mail that has the uh, GOP logo on it and you don't know if the client, if the, if the uh, person on the uh, ballot or in the mailer is, in fact, a, uh, uh, a Republican, then don't vote for that person until you get to the ballot. Uh, if you don't know if that person is a Republican, you'll find out when you get to the ballot. Because there's a lot of crap going around. For instance, in Montana, the Republican Party, there was a, uh, a Democrat misinformation going on for real, by the way. Uh, Montana Republican. Republican Party says that the, the party is exploring different avenues to hold Montana Democrats accountable for their corruption and collusion in an effort to steal GLP voters. Montana's Against Corruption, which is a PAC, uh, a Democrat super PAC uh, that uh, supports Democrat Monica Trenel in the state's uh, first district race, put out a flyer with the Montana Republican Party logo that makes it appear that the state GOP supports an outright ban on elective abortion with exceptions. They're doing this sort of crap in Kansas, by the way, where I live. In fact, I got a piece of mail uh, the other day. comes from a crooked organization called the Center for Voter Information. I mean, how could you go wrong against the, 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 the Center for Voter Information? Are you kidding? If you listen to anything by a group called the Center for Voter Information, you're an idiot! says here, tax savings for homeowners. Do these uh, candidates support cutting taxes for uh, for homeowners? Well, the Democrat, it says here, yes. But Derek Schmidt, the uh, Republican running for governor, who you should vote for if you live in Kansas, says no. Do the candidates support banning books about topics that make politicians uncomfortable, such as the Holocaust and the civil rights movement from school libraries? Well, if you vote for Laura Kelly, the Democrat, she doesn't support banning those books, but Derek Schmidt does. He's a Republican. No, he doesn't. He just doesn't want porn in libraries. But this is the sort of crap that you're getting in the mail. 
uh, and then it goes on, it goes on, and it's uh, nonsense. It's absolute nonsense. If you live in Kansas and you get something for the Center for Voter Information, realize it is a leftist Democrat pack, and you shouldn't believe a damned thing they say, but they're doing it all over the country. Election misinformation policing uh, uh, returns as Twitter flags JTL ballot harvesting report. This is just the news. Twitter is doing this. They did it over the weekend to me. They are flagging those who possibly believe there could be uh, voter uh, uh, cheating this election, and there was in uh, 2020. Twitter's doing the same crap, even as uh, Elon Musk walks in the front doors and starts firing people. Where is the story? I got a ton of stories with regard to, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Left-wing uh, Twitter users had a collective mount- meltdown last week as uh, Elon Musk officially completed his takeover. Upon hearing the news of the takeover, leftists on Twitter had a public meltdown, uh, meltdown claiming the gates of hell had been opened on the platform, uh, which is now, quote, dead at the hands of Elon Musk, and that a sociopathic, pathologically lying, criminal, racist, misogynist, fascist, will now return to Twitter. Okay, another, it's it's all nonsense. Left-wing Hollywood elites are vowing to quit Twitter after Elon Musk completes the bid. Listen to this, this cavalcade of celebrities who are leaving Twitter. The producer of NBC's This Is Us, Ken Oland, was among one of the first to declare his Twitter exodus. He said, I'm out of here on Friday. Um, never even heard of the show This Is Us, and certainly haven't heard of Ke- uh, Ken Olin, and I don't think most millennials, or I should say Gen Z, even know there's an NBC. Uh, Bill and Ted's excellent adventure star, Alex Winter. <laughs> <laughs> He's the guy who wasn't famous, uh, that, that never did anything after that. And uh, he declared his departure from Twitter. Yeah, uh, Alex Winter, he was the blind guy. He wasn't Keanu Reeves. Uh, Showtime's Billions producer, Brian Koppelman, declared he'll try to take a breather from Twitter. Billions is the show on Showtime. I didn't know that. I certainly didn't know that Brian Koppelman was the producer. <laughs> but he's leaving Twitter. <laughs> This is fantastic. Uh, Fox's Bob Burgers writer, Wendy Molyneux. Uh, never seen an episode of Bob's Burgers. She's leaving. Uh, Disney's She-Hulk attorney-at-law actress, Jamila uh, Jamil, or Jamila Jamil, whatever. Uh, she, she's going to leave. Never seen an episode of that, but kind of looks uh, kind of hot. Uh, the big green uh, uh, Hulk girl, whatever. Uh, she later deleted the tweet and has remained on the platform. Uh, Netflix, the Watcher star Mia Farrow announced she was going to leave, but later backtracked. It's kind of like all those Democrats who were going to leave. They were going to leave uh, uh, the United States if Donald Trump won, and they never leave. It's because they say, I'm going to Canada. And the thing is, Canada always says, eh, no, we really don't want you to come here. Let's go to Bob in Baltimore. He's got some thoughts about the uh, uh, possible violence in America uh, from the left, which is the only side it's coming from. Bob, welcome to the show. you got a minute. Go right ahead. Thank you, Rob. And, yes, that's exactly the point. Uh, the, the big topic is what happened to Paul Pelosi was very terrible. And uh, yes. uh, just being attacked as he was and hospitalized. Sure. And we want to live in a society and work in a society and attend school and recreate in, in, in safety and security. Yes. What's been happening over the decades is that there's been an increasing crime. And I say, Rob, that it's no longer a crime. It's a climate of lawlessness. Yes. And I would attribute it to Democrat Party lawlessness. What they've been doing is all this while, for these decades, they've been attacking our traditional American values. They've been smearing and vilifying those who uphold them. 
the police are under attack. They're being discouraged. Uh, I think it was in, what, 2020, something like 570 riots involving looting and burning in our cities. George Bush, when he was president, to remember what happened to him, he was constantly vilified, and there was an assassination of him. Mm -hmm. Uh, Donald Trump was the targeted verbal victim of no less than Joe Biden on two occasions. One, uh, he said he would take a Trump out back and beat the H-E-L-L out of him. At uh-huh. the time, he said he would smack him in the face. Oh, yeah. Of all people, Nancy Pelosi, House Speaker, said that she would punch him out. So this is the climate, Rob, that's being instilled. And there are many other instances. Oh, yeah. People who want to leave Twitter. It, it, the, same, the same barrage of, of these prominent leftists have been very vocal about assaults on people. So when something like happens to Paul Pelosi, a high-profile Democrat, it's a case of what goes around comes around. And I hope that we as American citizens, we the people, see this and keep this in mind on Election Day. We have to preserve our society from this denigration and, and this terrible uh, assault. It's soiling. It's, it's sulling. We want a good, strong, vibrant spirited American society, and the election day is an opportunity for this, especially in Maryland here. Bob, i got to tell you, that was a fantastic call. What you just said there, in a nutshell, was brilliant, was absolutely brilliant. And I'm going to tell you also, Bob, real quick, we're running out of time. I heard Dan Cox's opponents running ads in Maryland saying that he is a Trump radical, so that means that they're afraid of him. That's remarkable in Maryland, would you say? Well, yes, there's another excellent, excellent candidate who's running, Michael Anthony Perutka. Yes. Uh, he is the one of the co-founders of the Institute on the Constitution, Rob. He's going across the country uh, giving people information and literature about the respect and understanding and appreciation of our Constitution. He ran for uh, and was successful, uh, I think it was in 2014, for the Anne Arundel County Council, and he took all sorts of flack, including the Baltimore Sun, the leftist paper. And what he said... It goes to your point. It, it, when you're over the t- when you're taking flack, you yes. know you're over the target. The World War II bomber pilots uh, experienced that. And, yep. and yep. That's their Bob, thing. listen, I, I got to run. I got to run. Call me later this week, will you? I want to hear more of you. Okay, I, I really do. I appreciate that. Yes, but my point is, I, I, hold, on, hold on, hold on. I got to take a break. Hold on. Let's have you, let's let's keep you after the break. Hold on. Let's take a break. It's Rob Carson show. Hold on. Part of abuses and usurpations do you not understand? It's the Rob Carson Show. And what I want to tell the readers of Only the Strong is that this is not an accident. This is intentional. The decline that they sense in America is decline by design. The Democratic Party has long been at best ambivalent about America and openly hostile to American power. Yes, 100%. And Bob in Baltimore, back on the line. Bob, uh, you're talking about uh, this is deliberate. This is happening all over the country. You are very close to it in uh, in uh, Baltimore and in the state of Maryland. Uh, finish your thought, Bob, what you were talking about before the break, please. Well, first of all, I, I have to say with that praise and celebrity status you gave me before the break <laughs> in my call, Rob, I might have to leave Twitter. <laughs> All right, so uh, continue your thoughts about what the Democrats have done to the country. Well, let me say this. I, the people who preceded me and who raised me were, were those of the World War II generation. Yes, sir. And as a reminder, uh, and maybe a little bit of an introduction to younger people who aren't aware, those people, Rob, 
lived through the Great Depression, not, uh, not inflation, not a recession, a depression. And if anyone, especially younger people, want to know what a shack looks like, they were resigned to living in what were called Hoovervilles. Yes. Reference the word shack and see what comes up. Yeah. And when all of that was going on and they were struggling and struggling terribly, the Imperial Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor. And what happened was uh, a third of our naval fleet was destroyed. And by some great fortune, our aircraft carriers were out to sea. At that time, we had to declare war on Japan. And when we did that, Adolf Hitler and the Nazis and their extremely well-honed war machine, I think it was referred to as the Warmacht, declared war on us. So those people, Rob, had to fight on not one, but two fronts in a major, yes, major war. Yeah. And what, what they did, they were successful, and in the period when I grew up, in the 1950s, until the radicalism emerged in the 60s, things were very pleasant and, and, and very peaceful. But what I did hear from them on a number of occasions as a younger person from, from them uh, as people older and wiser with respect to what happened in Nazi Germany and in the Soviet Union in particular, don't think it can happen here. And I yes, exactly. It is. <clears throat> yeah, but, hey, listen, Bob, I've told this. I had this talk with my son. I said, just because you have an 800 to $1,200 phone in your pocket doesn't mean that uh, there isn't slavery in this world, that, that we can't return to that. And it's absolutely true. And I'm going to tell you, I learned it from my folks. My dad was uh, technically could have been old enough to be my grandfather. Uh, he adopted me when I was 11. He was in his 50s. He was a World War II veteran. He had a brother who served who helped liberate Berlin. He has another brother who was on a battleship in the South Pacific. And, uh, and they all knew democrats and republicans they saw the threat bob i think things are turning uh in maryland what are you what are you saying uh you know dan cox is the long shot to win the governorship of the uh, state of maryland but you know i think who knows at this point i am hoping that it could happen uh he, he's against some strong uh, headwinds but it looks like some things have kind of changed otherwise there wouldn't be leftists dumping money in to fight uh, Republican candidates, because normally you don't need it in Maryland. Well, Go let ahead. me say for the so sake of anybody who's voting, who's uncertain, I've seen Dan Cox speak in in video recordings, and I'm in a group, uh, Rob, that actually had him speak personally, and he's a man of intellect, a man of faith, and a man of character, and he tries to be very positive. Uh, so uh, I, I, he would be a very good, solid principal governor, and the same for Michael Anthony Peruca, whom I mentioned in, in the yeah, call yeah. before the break. Bob, um, we have to go. We have to go. Uh, call back later in the week, brother. I do appreciate what you're doing. Thank you Listen, for the opportunity, Rob. Yeah, they wouldn't be spending millions of dollars against the GOP in Maryland unless they saw them as a threat, and they should be, because Maryland, under Democrat rule, has sucked for a very long time. I know. I lived there 12 years. This is The Rob Carson Show. to a record-setting president. Joe Biden setting record low approval ratings. What the Democrats have put our nation through, it is a sad day. It's the Rob Carson Show. Who's ready for some more Halloween hijinks? I am. Here's our Elon Musk buying Twitter song. Well, Twitter, Elon decided to buy Looked around with one big eye, saw a lot of people who needed to go, told them all to hit the road. He is a one man, let's stand all the liberal people leader. Don't reach free speech when Elon is your leader. CEO had to go, he'll become a Walmart greeter. Sure sounds good to me. Trump is wary and you should be too. 
about what Elon plans to do if Musk talks out of both sides of his mouth. Then Twitter stock will be headed south. Let's hope he's a sincere Twitter buyer, not another double-dealing liar. Let's keep an eye on who he decides to hire. Musk, don't let us down. So, uh, real quick, and this is uh, Jim Gossett, by the way, two S's and two T's. It's pretty funny. Elon Musk fired top Twitter executives with cause to prevent from paying them bonuses. Ooh, I hope this happens. I really, really hope this happens. Uh, Perig Agrawal, the CEO, who's a complete scumbag, uh, walking away with 40 $2 million. Vijaya Gad, who's the uh, the uh, legal representation from the uh, the company who actually was the person behind Donald Trump's uh, the removal from Twitter. Uh, Ex-CFO Ned Segal. Uh, they were supposed to get $25 million and it looks like Elon Musk is going to fire them, uh, fire them without ca- or with cause to prevent them from getting their bonuses. I think we have actually some audio from inside of the uh, Twitter headquarters last week. Who is that guy? Elliot Loudon Milk. Okay. Call security. Have them change his locks, clean out his desk, and toss him out of the building. Oh, he's fired? But it's Christmas. Thank you. Call accounting. Stop his bonus. Call accounting. Stop his bonus. I love it. I hope they get fired without co- with cause and they don't get a damn dime. Because uh, you know what? You ought to have to get unemployment like the rest of us. And God knows, I mean, how wonderful unemployment is. I mean, you, you have uh, unemployment. You're on easy street. No, not at all. It's a pittance. They, they blew it up uh, for uh, COVID. Joe Biden blew it up so it, people could make more money not working. And that's what's caused the cluster bleep of uh, what's happening in the country with small businesses unable to get employees, while big businesses like Target and Walmart already uh, passed a de facto $15 minimum wage. So there you go. Uh, we have uh, Dan, uh, Dave in Silver Spring, Maryland, wants to talk about uh, all of the, uh, the bullcrap mailers and all of the misleading nonsense like in Montana with literally uh, PACs using the Republican Party logo, even though they're not affiliated with the Republicans, so that people who are voting Republican will be fooled into voting for Democrats. It is happening everywhere. It's happening in Kansas. I got a flyer in the mail. It's right here. It's crap. Um, and, and honestly, if you can't... It, you survive in the arena of ideas and you have to resort to this you need to be driven the hell out of power permanently and i hope that the democrat party is either uh, has to be reflective and change itself i doubt it or just be blown up figuratively and disappear into the rearview mirror of history let's go to dave in silver spring dave your thoughts please go ahead thanks for taking my call rob uh- could I just tag on to Bob's phone call earlier? Uh, I seem to recall a crazy loon shooting Ronald Reagan in 1980 named John Hinckley. He's free right now, and he's playing guitar in coffee shops. Yes. Thank you for that. <laughs> yes. The reason I called, and you mentioned mailers, uh, let me go ahead and go through my pile of papers. Okay. Go, go uh, ahead. <laughs> delegate candidate Dr. Frank Nice. By the way, my fingers aren't nicotine stains. Dr. Frank Nice in Maryland, and you said that he used the Republican logo in his mailing, not according to this. And if I may read from the mailing itself, people have always wanted to label me, but they can't. I'm a well-educated, privileged white male who for over 40 years has acted, voted, and advocated for the disenfranchised. I was progressive before the modern term was invented. He also uses key words like diversity and another <laughs> Okay. Um, Another paragraph here, but nowhere on here does it identify him as Republican or funded by that. Mm-hmm. But this progressive, self-confessed progressive, 
uh, is on the ballot as a Republican in a congressional district. Yeah. I seem to recall a guy who's a talk show host these days, who shall remain nameless, <clears throat> Bongino, uh, was running <laughs> in a Maryland county in Prince George's County. And, well, he got gerrymandered out of, uh, qualification, of qualifying for that. Uh, I think this is based on a phony, you know, campaign fund yeah. funding issue. Sure. Because they redistricted it, which is a thing in Maryland. Yeah. Is it, and you, you've been here. Oh, yeah, I know. We also have that red rhino right now who always blames it on the state assembly, which is chronically Democrat for at least 50 years that I've been voting. Now, are you talking about uh, Larry Hogan? I'm talking about Larry Hogan. Yeah, yeah, he's a rhino from hell. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and he thinks he's going to run for president now. Sure, yeah, you're high. He's high. I've got enough problems trying to get rid of Jamie Raskin right now, or Ben Cardin, or, oh, or dear uh, Lord. Chris Van Hollen all these oh. years, and uh, Stanley Hoyer. Just, yes. Seems to somehow get reelected every time. And the people okay, around here are just so blue blind. Yeah, They're absolutely nuts for Democrats because, you know, evil orange man bad. Yeah, yeah. But, Dave, you know, there, there's there's this sort of stuff going on around the country. For instance, Mike Lee is running for Senate in Utah, and Evan McMullen is a radical leftist claiming to be claiming to be a, an independent. It's nonsense. Guys, they're going to try and trick you. You need to pay attention. I had a neighbor. Great example. Great example. Exactly. Thank Dave, you, thanks for the call. I had a neighbor. She comes across the street asking me. Said, I'm getting these flyers. They're saying that they're Republican and this. And I really, and I don't know of these guys. I've never heard of them before. And I said, if you have a doubt, you've got to do your research. You cannot check a box just because uh, you think that a mailer said that maybe they're, without really saying that they're Republican, but saying they're concerned, don't believe it unless you know it, unless they have cred, unless they have real conservative cred. Don't fall for it. All right? When you go in to vote, know who you're going to vote for. Uh, I got to tell you right now, I, I would not vote for one damn Democrat. I don't care where the hell they are. I don't care. And and when I like lived in Columbia, Missouri, I, I voted for the county prosecutor. He was a he was a Democrat at the time. It was nineteen ninety three, and I knew that he was uh, he was socially conservative or whatever. And I knew that he was going to be a good prosecutor. But that doesn't exist anymore. There's a D in front of somebody's name, and they haven't said something about all of the crap that's coming out of Washington, D.C. with leftists, uh, defunding the police, all of the open border, all of this crap. Then don't vote for them. Don't vote for them. Don't be played. I know you won't. You guys, you guys pay attention. But it's going on. They're trying it. And honestly, you are so intellectually and morally bankrupt that you can't make a case on your policies. You've got to put a fake Republican logo on your flyer to get you to vote for people to vote for you, thinking that you're a Republican, even though you're not. Just honestly, I'm so sick of this crap. Just sick of... Oh, I just want them to be driven from power. I want them to be punished. I want Democrats who did this to you and me and our country and our kids, I want them to be punished for what they did. I want them to be punished for what they did to our kids with COVID. I got two kids I know who are suffering from it. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of this nonsense. Listen to this. In Germany, a wind farm in Germany being demolished to make room for a coal mine. 
German energy giant RWE tearing down wind turbines to expand a neighboring coal line in an effort to deal with the country's energy crisis. The area of a wind farm near a small town will be used to expand the Garsweiler open pit mine in the state of North Rhine-Westphalia. You know why? Because people don't want to be frozen to death this winter by green energy morons and zealots. Just ridiculous. Uh, and they're trying to cancel everything. Listen to this. Uh, uh, for instance, 500 people have, uh, have signed uh, from the literary community, signed an open letter this month calling for Penguin Random House to cancel Supreme Court Justice Amy Coney Barrett's new book. Signatories include Rick and Morty writer Eric Roseby and the employees of Barnes & Noble, Random House, and HarperCollins. Listen to this. Listen to this. The signatories that publish uh, that publishing uh, Barrett's book would be an attack on international human rights. Therefore, they argued canceling the deal would not be an act of censorship. Yeah. Yeah. We recognize that harm is being done to democracy only in the form of not only in the form of censorship, but also the form of an assault on inalienable human rights. That has nothing to do with Amy Coney Barrett, by the way. Yeah says, this is not just a book that we disagree with, and we are not calling for censorship. But many of us work daily with books we find disagreeable to our own personal politics. Rather, this is just a case where a corporation has privately funded the destruction of human rights with obscene profits. It's all bullcrap. It's all about censorship. And we're done with it, right? Aren't you done with it? I'm done with it. Done with it. Oh, and listen to this. Here's another example of the uh, the left uh, trying to pull something over on your uh, wool over your eyes when you know it's a bunch of crap. Do you know Luke Ryan? Luke Ryan is a big uh, country music guy. I'm not a big country music dude. I like the classic country. I like the old school stuff, you know. But uh, but uh, apparently Luke Ryan was in a in a. Uh, a, a concert that we're gonna they were gonna raise uh, uh, it's called Raised Up the Right Tour and he was trying to uh, raise money to uh, help with damages caused by Hurricane Ian and he invited this uh, this uh, governor Ron DeSantis up on stage with them and the left went back guano crazy here is uh, Luke Ryan uh, Brian I should say calling up Ron DeSantis on stage. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage, Governor Ron DeSantis. Now, the left went uh, bat guano crazy over this, and they are all saying, people are calling up and saying, you know, I was a big uh, fan of Luke Ryan, but uh, not anymore. Uh, you know who uh, is protesting uh, Ron DeSantis on stage with Luke Bryan? Nobody who ever listened to Luke Bryan at all. Listen to this. This is online. Luke Bryan just got crossed off my playlist. One user sniped after resharing a now viral clip of the country crooner uh, coming out to uproarious applause. Uh, you should have asked him, well, name one Luke Bryan song. And they'd say, I have no clue. You know why? Because liberal Karens are always willing to step forward and be offended for somebody else and lie about who they are to make a point. And I will tell you this because I've known this since the mid-90s when uh, they would call my show and say, I found something you said very offensive and I'm never going to listen to your show again. And I'd say, what's my name? And they'd say, oh, you know, uh, uh, bullcrap. These are the same people who say that we got to get rid of, uh, you know, uh, uh, Aunt Jemima because of George Floyd. It's all a, a, a ruse. Anybody who is a Luke Bryan fan who uh, uh, saw Ron DeSantis invited on stage is down with it. Anybody who is not is not a Luke Bryan fan. It's a lie.
So Luke Bryan admits he hates women, LGBTQ people, and immigrants, another added in the similarly skating posts. Again, not Luke Bryan fans. Here's another uh, reaction. I am so dismayed that you had DeSantis on stage with you. Uh, and, uh, you know. and then another one. Uh, he embodies what is wrong with humanity. He pulls stunts that are racist, and he's truly an evil man with no soul. These aren't country music fans. These aren't Luke Bryan fans. You know what? Stay in your lane, Democrats. Go see your Dixie Chicks or whatever, and keep your business out of ours. A freaking break. All right, let's take a break. Come back. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. If the mainstream media, big social media, and the Democrat Party say you spread disinformation, it means you know the truth. The important is you said the truth. It's the Rob Carson Show. Happy Halloween, everybody. Oh, by the way, over the weekend, and I wish I would have been able to be there, uh, but WCBM, our anchor station... And their wonderful, wonderful morning show that I listen to every single day without missing it at WCBM.com. They had a big rally with uh, Dan Cox running for uh, governor of the state of uh, Maryland, other Republicans, prominent Republicans. Over 500 people showed up. 500 people. Meanwhile, Wes Moore, who's a Democrat, he's only running as a Democrat. He's got a D, and that's the only reason people are voting for him. They could give a rat's behind about what he, how radical he is. He's just a D, and, and they've been very lazy in Maryland because the Maryland General Asylum is, uh, has been in charge for decades. And, and uh, the, uh, the former governor, soon-to-be former governor, Larry Hogan, is a rat rhino from hell who thinks he's going to be the president of someday. He's never going to be, by the way. He and Liz Cheney and, uh, and who else? Adam. Kinzinger and uh, and uh, Mike Pence, Mike Pence. You, they will never be. You'll never be president. You will never be president ever, ever, ever. Nobody likes you. Nobody wants you. You've been wrong about everything, and you will never be the president. Give it up. Go work at MSNBC. I guarantee these things. I know these things. Larry Hogan, you have no chance. Mike Pence, you have no chance at all. Give it up. Dear God, Liz Cheney, if you haven't gotten it by now, you never will. You will never be the president. Your career as a Republican is over. Let's go to Michelle in Baltimore. Hello, Michelle, and welcome to the show. What's going on? Thank you very much. This is just a comment uh, based on what you just said. Well, maybe it's a D because that's what the the grade that they earned. I'm sorry, what did you say again? Maybe they get a D because that's the grade that they earned. Exactly. Well, I wouldn't even give them that. Okay. I'm about ready so to give them a big F and a big U. <laughs> Let's keep it clean. Okay. So that yes, was I did, okay. actually. I agree yeah, with one of your, one of your uh, emailers who said, you know, I'd like it even better if the speech were a little bit clean. But that's not what I'm calling about today. Yes, of course. So I, I've been wondering about this 20-pager yes. that I heard about that's supposed to be the plan that the Democrats, the government, has in mind to pull on us for the uh, the election, and no one's been able to get any leaks about it. But I, I've come to the conclusion that the the uh, it's the uh, it's a Halloween surprise that what they're doing is they're dressing up uh, Democratic pieces of information as though they were Republicans to yes. get into our houses. So <laughs> yes. That's their trick, and we got to yes. make sure that we give them the treat they deserve. Amen. That's a, that's a very nice analogy. And what I would venture to say is never leave the candy outside and expect Democrats just to take one piece. They will take it all. They Don't extend your all. arm because you might lose it. <laughs> all right, Michelle, have a, glorious, uh, have a glorious week and a happy Halloween. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh-huh. Oh, by the way, I want to mention something real quick. We've been on the air for a year, <clears throat> and uh, uh, we uh, are trying to, and we are, uh, having a very positive impact on the world of talk radio. And uh, we've learned a lot in the last year. Uh, we've learned a lot from you. And, uh, and we've tried to bring some things to the fore that are different than you'll find in talk radio, like satire. Uh, I originally brought comedy to the Rush Limbaugh show. Not saying there wasn't comedy before, but I did start writing for Rush in about 1989, right out of college. And we bring that comedy. And sometimes I know that uh, perhaps when we, you might be put off a little bit occasionally by the pace of the show. Because when I come to the show every day, in case you didn't notice, I come with both guns blazing. Every day. I play my own audio because I need a, I don't have a producer. I, I love my producers, don't get me wrong. But they can't stop and start things the way that I want them. They can't keep up with the frenetic pace of my brain. That said, I, I know sometimes you might be going, what is, what, what? So I want you to know that I, I understand uh, what you think is great about the show, and I understand the things that you would like us to do better, okay? So uh, one of the things is maybe to slow down a little. Uh, I understand. I get it, okay? But I hope that you will share the show with other people because I know that it's making a difference. I know that this show is reaching a lot of people. It's reaching a whole heck of a lot of people in power. You have no idea. You have no idea who is listening to this show. And I'll tell you right now, if you looked at my phone two years ago, uh, it would not have some of the names that I have on it right now. And uh, that's pretty crazy. And none of these are rhinos. No, no, no. These are all conservative. These are the biggest names in conservative right now. The biggest names you could possibly imagine know about this show. And they're sharing this show. So I hope you will do the same. I hope you will, because it's getting better. And like I said, uh, I'm, I'm here to make the show better every single day. I know it's grown by leaps and bounds, and it will continue to evolve and, uh, and challenge uh, truth to power every single day, okay? Bring truth to power every single day on the show. All right, we've got to wrap things up. Going to come back in just a second and do that. This is The Rob Carson Show. All right, guys. Remember, you cannot be deterred if you are determined. Democrats are going to try a lot of crap. They're going to float a lot of stories that are nonsense, like a uh, uh, Trumper uh, attacking Paul Pelosi. Again, the determined are not deterred. Keep your eyes on the prize. Have a glorious day and a glorious Halloween. Kids should enjoy this without fear. God bless you, and I'll see you tomorrow. And until then, do not catch the stupid. Ah, uh, hmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.